is a demon-choked kingdom shrouded in the plague mists, and it lies somewhere between the deepest blunder-beast pit in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir and the tallest of the Yargalic spires in the scintillating plateaus of Ulge. It is a fair land where warriors and warlocks battle abominations for treasure and glory. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the great Eldritch Theater Dungeons and Dragons Quarantine Podcast. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, hi ho everyone. My name is Michael Ripley. I'll be the Dungeon Master for today's journey. Basically, I'd just like to welcome all of you listening to Eldritch Theater's first ever D&D podcast. As I said before, I'm Michael Ripley. For those of you who know the theatrical shenanigans of the Eldritch Theater Cabal, you know that over the past year, the, we've organized a handful of Dungeons and Dragons camps for young and not, not so young. In fact, the, the, the plan was to run an adventure this March, but for obvious reasons that didn't happen. So as we sat in our homes in the smoldering ruins of our plans, the idea for this podcast took root. <laughs> anyway, like like the adventures we've created before, the one that you're about to hear lives in a kind of pocket dimension of the Eldritch Theater universe, populated by a host of characters that first kind of erupted from Eric Wolf's demented brain. <laughs> and uh I I'll I think I'll just introduce everybody right now. I'm joined today by uh well why don't I just say your name and you guys can introduce yourselves. Uh so Eric. Uh my I'm hello, I'm Eric, and I will be playing Amic Fenris Tesh, a, a halfling uh warlock uh who who is cursed with with uh, um deep insanity. <laughs> deep, uh, deep. <laughs> deep, very deep in seven. Phil? Uh, hello, my name is uh, Phil Rickaby, and uh, I will be playing Vessel, a wooden warforged. Nice. Lisa? I'm Lisa Norton. I'm the D&D newbie, so you'll hear me asking lots of stupid questions, hopefully fewer than last week. Um, <laughs> and I'm Asil of Notron. A Scourge Asimar cleric from a distant land. <laughs> and last but not least, Adriana Prosser. Hello, uh, and I am playing a half-drunk human who uh, would like you to think that she's a sailor, but she's clearly a pirate, uh, and her name is Ruanet Red Prothero. Or Rue for short. Right? Yeah, you can just say Rue. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Our story begins, well, in a usually quite bustling seaside town. This one is called New Bosford. Things have taken a turn, and is generally the case with turns. The, the, the road is led straight up the, the devil's butthole. And in, in the span of a week, the river has run dry. Zombies have flooded the streets, and soldiers have ordered everyone to stay in their home. So to make matters worse, you all are at the dentist's, though. 
This is the worst. <laughs> this is the literal worst. <laughs> this is the most terrifying story I've ever heard. Hey, at least I've got insurance. Zombies and I'm at the dentist. This is a nightmare. I've got no, some insurance call- coverage, so I'm not so upset. <laughs> Those the the that that heavenly insurance plan that really works. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Though you call him a dentist, he's really well. That's kind of reductive. He's also a surgeon, a healer, a barber, uh, in a pinch artificer type for for you, Vessel. And over the years, I want you guys to think of him as an individual who who has helped you get back on your feet a number of times. So you have a you have a history with. With this uh, creature, what's his name? So there you. Uh, his name is Sanguininsky. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is his office, and you guys have been there for quite a while, for about a week. You've been sitting there in his waiting room. You've eaten all the mints, and you've read the complimentary new newspapers like thirty times. And just New Bosford is sick. And though Sanguininsky argues to the contrary. Someone is dropping leaflets from the sky and blaming the fleas. And it should be noted that Sanguininsky is proudly a flea. He is a big one. He's like human sized. And he's standing there at the, at the door to the little adjoining office that he has to the waiting room there. And he says, the town is going to shit is true thing. This plague is threat to both our societies, Min and Max. Our enemies would have us turning our backs on generations of mutual prosperity. Also, it's worth noting that Sanguininsky is probably a god. And <laughs> anyway, that's where we stand. Uh, I leave it to you. Please uh, tell, tell, tell me what all of you guys are doing right now as... as uh, as you wait for the apocalypse to uh, subside. Is it, is it, is it well, common for a flea to be this large? That's a very good question. Uh, he is not alone. Actually, in this society, um, fleas are sort of revered. Like, if you can imagine, <laughs> the flea is considered... Kind of like a like a like the cow in Hindu society. It's considered untouchable, powerful, and dangerous. Like oh. to tamper with the relationship between man and flea is to invite plague. So humans give fleas homage and offer it sacrifice. Like dentists and barbers and nurses and surgeons, they literally set a portion of every bloody interaction aside for their flea friends. And in return for this respect, the flea kind do not feed on you. And those races that decline to offer sacrifice, they they don't receive such a, an assurance. <laughs> Is the moon anyway, the- turning against the fleas with these leaflets blaming them for everything? Yes. Some people are starting to blame them because they're, they don't know why the plague has has occurred. And there, and there are a group of you. Phil, you you had a question about the the fleas. Like, are there other big fleas? Yes. And there are. There's like a small um, segment of society, sort of like monks in a way, though they aren't all monks in a D and D sense. Like they are. They they are called the sated, 
and they have gone through a ritual that makes them about the size of a dwarf. And they are kind of intermediaries between what is referred to as the men, their society, and the max, which is the tall people society. So Sanguininsky is sort of exceptional in that he's more than the sated. He is, as I said before, he's he's something more. He may be a god. All right then. So what are you guys doing? Well, I hate being at the dentist more than anything in my life. And the fact that I've been here for a week reading magazines <laughs> drives me a little crazy. So so I, I, I am a, uh, although to everyone else, I appear like a wizened, old, unfit halfling librarian in a mildewed yellow bathrobe. In my own mind, I'm, I'm a, I'm a half elven demigod from a thousand generations ago. And I will rise up to my full height. I will say, I'm tired of waiting around in this waiting room. If there are zombies outside, why don't we go out and kill them? Anyone? <laughs> I'm just I'm here, just proposing something. You can just stare at me if you want. I don't <laughs> Just sit back down and look at the fish tank. Sanguinity is... I'm liking what you're saying, but I know not who is behind this, and I'm suspecting vampires, even though there be zombies. Long uh, have they... I can kill vampires too. I don't care. I just want to kill something. Well, I have hearing that potentially there is place where you could maybe find vampires who are. There is a nest of vampires that have taken city water supply. They've ceased flow of water at dam. Now vampires selling water in street, you know, water for blood, right? Servants are telling Sanguininsky that vendor like this opens at dusk in docks district. You must go there. Find out what they're doing. Sanguinitsky. Are you going to stay here, or are you going to come with us? I think you might be safer with us. Oh, no, I'm going to be fine, but you might need help. So uh, he steps away from you guys, and he goes to the window that you can see in his uh, in his office. He opens it up, and there's this metal wire that leads from like the upper pane of the window across the street, and he taps this complex code on the wire. And after he finishes, you see a silhouette appear in a window across the way. Mm. And there's a short reply on on the wire that you guys can basically hear. It's sort of like Morse code. And that silhouette steps back into the darkness. And Sanguininsky steps to the side. And suddenly a figure bursts out that window and rockets across the street and almost with zero sound flies through the window, through the doorway and does like a, an Aikido roll (laughs) to its feet silently in, in between you all. It stands up and gives a deep bow to Sanguininsky and says, my Lord. And Sanguininsky nods and he says, everyone allowing me into a doost. He is, as you can be seeing, one of the sated. 
he will be joining you with on your mission. So this, yeah. you're looking at one of this one of the sated. He's he's this dwarf sized sort of flea man with uh, with intricately painted, like his chitinist natural armor has been uh, painted a deep sort of indigo blue, and his uh, legs have been painted a bright gold, and his legs are gigantic. He's really like half legs. I, I just want to be sure I got your name right, because when I was a young man, everyone was named either David or Kevin. Um, can, you, can you repeat your name? Pitch. Kitch? Pitch. Just call me Pitch. Just call me Pitch. 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 All right. Does everybody have the Son of a pitch. I'm sorry. I hope that's not racist. I don't want to. I just, I'm trying. But everybody I know is David or Dave. Andy. You want to? Very old. You can call him Dave. He tells you that it's all right if you want to call him Dave. I. All right, Dave. I insist on pitch. Okay. We will not call him Dave. Not on my watch. What do you so fine, take us to the vampire nest. What do you what do you think, uh, Rue? Well, I think you're out of mouthwash because I drank it all, and that thing's worth shit. So yeah, let's move on. <laughs> and and Vessel, what are you doing? Vessel has been sitting, you know, it's been a long time. He's been sitting in his chair, cradling his loot, which is a normal sized loot, but against his hulking form is is quite small and his fingers are too big for the for the strings and and <laughs> he's just occasionally <laughs> picking out what he thinks is a tune but he doesn't understand music and he looks up for a second and he says did someone say vampires i'm so glad you clarified because i was thinking loot l o o t <laughs> and i'm so glad you stopped playing please let's go kill something <laughs> I, All right. I've been busy gathering some dentistry equipment, uh, uh, oh, some great. masks and some anesthesia oh. and uh, various drugs, there, which I don't know what they do. There are lots of tongue depressors. I'll take some of those too. <laughs> are, there, yes. are there masks? Because yes, I've they gathered don't want some to go masks. Out without a mask. Okay, you all have little masks with uh, the the Sanguininsky's Dental Emporium uh, <laughs> logo right on there. Yes, I distribute the masks uh, among us. It, They're all. It happens to just sort of fit uh, over Vessel's nose, it, and they're quite <laughs> tiny for him. But he att- makes an attempt just to make everyone feel better. Vessel, do so I'll make it clear that no Warforged have been affected by the plague that has overtaken the city. Mm. In fact, New Bosford is split into kind of two areas. There's a there's a quadrant called Old Bosford, which used to be kind of a hoity-toity part of town, but because of these poisonous gases that for reasons un- that we don't understand uh, and um, are unable to do anything about uh, these gases were seeping up into the the homes of the people that live there and and poisoning them. Mm. So that whole area was abandoned, and now that area that that um, is referred to as Old Wasford 
is inhabited by your kind, Vessel, because you guys are um, you guys are immune to um, to the poison. Right. Um, unfortunately, it's also a place where undead do fairly well. And um, I won't get into it much more than that, but there are um, there are pockets within Old Bosford um, that even Warforged don't tread. So um, you guys gather up all your tongue depressors and cotton swabs and Q-tips, and you head on down. <laughs> An anesthesia. <laughs> An anesthesia, which... I, does not exist. God damn it! I, I, it would I really be something more like a like a, a morphine esque <laughs> liquid, wouldn't it? That's exactly what, what I meant. How Segwinski's saliva actually is a topical anesthetic that he uses, of course. And it's just a matter of opening up, and he'll spit into your mouth, and it's totally fine. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> it's actually quite pleasant. It's a blessing. It, <laughs> it is. It's. Well, it tastes like bubble gum. It's great. I'm not drunk enough to make out with a flea. Let's go. <laughs> so, well, all right. So, you guys head. You guys are heading down to the um, the docks district. Are we zipping uh, out the window? Street? No, you can just go down the stairs. I, I, I will take the stairs. <laughs> it is. If you want to go out the window? You are welcome to try. That's all right. Do you want to go out the window? No, <laughs> we're, we're following with the little one. Okay. What's his name again? Pitch. 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 Pitch has this long, um, it's like a glaive in his hands. And he's got a very stern expression for uh, for a face that maybe has only two, that's capable of only two expressions. But uh, there's something in his body language and his decisiveness that makes it clear that he's he wants to get down to business. So he turns very very regimentally and uh, heads on down the stairs. The sun is starting to set and the shadows are very long. The streets of New Bosford are empty. You know, what was once a bustling kind of seaside destination with like a university and a port has been reduced to a ghost town. And everywhere you look, there are signs of the plague. There are, there are carriages that occasionally you'll come across with city watch and crews of armed support kind of trot along the street looking for people who've turned into zombies. And there's vessel, you'll, you'll, you recognize a few acquaintances, these fleet-footed Warforged kind of messengers who occasionally intercept these carriages and spark a flurry of activity. And, and you see on more than one occasion, everyone on these carriages, draw their swords and then charge forth to take care of business. As you move closer to the water, the buildings become more industrial and at the edge of the docks district in the, in the, in the shadows cast by the massive wall that separates new from old Bosford, you see a crowd of about a hundred people standing in line and there are armed thugs wearing Bloodsuckers, which are these like wide-brimmed hats worn by day-walking vamps and people who would really love to be a vampire. They're patrolling the area like strutting crows. And at the front of the line, a nurse in a red outfit is drawing blood from one of these humans. And 
there's an empty water jug that stands ready for a fill up from a hose that's connected to a nearby tanker truck. So you can see that they are actually exchanging water for blood. So I imagine you guys are kind of, you're approaching what is a bit of a, a quad. You're, you're coming from a side street that kind of meets the square at the, at a corner. Uh, there are two thugs. There are two thugs that kind of, that flank the entryway into the quad. And it is beyond them that you see the nurse and a few other things, but you're, you're down the road, maybe about a hundred feet and the thugs haven't noticed you yet. And the thugs are human thugs or the thugs are Warforged thugs or. You can't tell precisely from where you're standing right now. They, they could be, they could be human. They aren't moving with the blurry, sometimes impossible grace of a vampire, but they are dressed, they're dressed the part. When you said exchanging water for blood, they're pumping water into people's veins? No, like people are giving blood and then there are these jugs. Some people actually brought their own jugs, but in exchange for a pint of blood, People, as per the rumors that Sanguininsky heard, people are getting water ah, in return. I see. I don't feel that this is a very good deal. <laughs> no, it's not a great deal. <laughs> no, no, I feel this people is need water. Drinking water. <laughs> but so then, so then, I am going to use my warlock ability to cast okay. disguise self to change myself from a withered old halfling and build a wee yellow robe into like a more gothic looking human-esque vampire thing, like a teenage goth. I want to make okay, myself okay. look like a teenage goth. And and, and, and Nesbit then, is invisible right now, I assume. And Nesbit, yes. Nesbit, my infamiliar, uh, who who I believe to be a golden phoenix <laughs> from another age, who I've asked to paint himself gold and wear a cardboard beak uh, in order to appear more like a phoenix. Uh, he, uh, uh, he I, in fact, I'm going to ask him to turn yourself into a raven. Because that's pretty gothy. A teenage okay. goth with a raven on his shoulder yeah. is pretty good. And then I will turn to my compatriots and I'll say, let's just talk them up and see if we can figure out what's going on. What do you guys think? I would so like then, to prep my rapier because if anything, there's zombies about if, if even if these vampires are going to give us an okay time. Grumble, um, grumble. Okay. I'm likewise going to get my dagger ready. Okay. And what are you doing, Vessel? I am skeptical of these vampires, but I keep my sword, my my arm blade ready just in case. Okay. And I will follow the gothic god's lead. So there are two All right. There are so two will... that you could you could approach Amic. You can approach one on the right or the left and and the the street is quite wide. It's about 30 feet across, so you have a choice. So then I'll approach the one on the left, and I'll say, um, I have, as a warlock, I have, like, mind-ready touch abilities. You have mind-what touch abilities? Well, I can, like, we can, I can, I can speak telepathically. Oh, yes, you can, like you can a choose a person do, that right? uh, can hear your thoughts, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to choose the guy on the left, and I'm going to say, like, just in his mind, Hey, dude, what's going on? I think death is cool. What are you guys up to? You are the worst. So, 
So the oh, so he's no. standing there. Oh no, he's fucking it up, Red. He's <laughs> no, no, it's going to be great. Just trust me. I understand the youth of today. So the, uh, the as you approached the, I don't know what you want to call him, the um, the goth thug wannabe vampire with the large hat. As you approach him, he tries to adopt what he thinks is the most vampire esque pose that he can come up with. He sort of he kind of leans against the wall like he doesn't care and opens his jacket in a in a way that shows that um uh, maybe if he really wanted to he could turn into a bat like it's just that easy. But the moment he, you speak into his mind, he becomes 100% scared human and is at first he doesn't quite believe it's coming from you. And looks around. He looks immediately back to the nurse in red over at the table. Could you mm. could you do a roll to tell me if you notice anything at this moment? Uh, that would yeah. be a perception roll. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think I noticed much. <laughs> You noticed that he looks okay. It was a nine. <laughs> well, I don't think you need to be Sherlock Holmes to see that he's like deferring to her. Okay. You don't really notice anything about her other than that she's wearing red and and seems to be in control. And Vessel, you're right next to him there. Uh, yes, yes, I am right next to him. I'm giving my best intimidating stare at this young gothic wisp of a man. So our. Um, Amic, are you in your? Are you full human height? Uh, yeah, unless they okay, try to knock right. off my hat so or something. He's yeah. not actually looking you right in your eyes because you're down there, right? As you mm-hmm. as you look at him, he's looking above your head, and uh, looming above your imaginary head is uh, is the large, rather stern-looking figure of Vessel, who is brandishing his arm blade and it's glinting in the dusk and he's like oh hey hi wow you cool that you're here we really love it when you guys what are you you checking up on us what's (laughs) what's going on man i'm gonna say right in his brain i'm gonna say yeah, totally, dude. We're checking up on you. How's the how's it all going today in terms of the <laughs> oh, big plan? You know, it's going great. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of in charge uh, of the, uh, you know, the operation here. I'm kind of in charge. Well, then give me your full report as if I'm an idiot and don't know sure, anything. Like, um, <laughs> do you have, like... Your badge and stuff. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, but how dare you ask me? Do I need? How dare you ask me? Okay, Don't you know who a, I roll am? A deception check for me. Uh, that would be a twenty-three. Okay, he's Take gonna that. he's going to try. Okay, he rolled a seven. So, so yeah, see, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I mumble. I can't believe this is working. 
It's like, <laughs> all right, so I totally believe you, man. Like 100%. Here's the thing. Last time, some guy, like, whatever, you know, it happens. Sometimes people are like, hey, <laughs> give me all your money because I'm your boss, right? And someone who's not me, definitely not me, would, like, give their money to that person because they were like collecting or whatever. Like anyway, uh, I was told if I don't like, and I'm really sorry, man. Like, but if I don't like, if you just think you just got to show me the badge routes, they said they would just drain me of my blood. Right. Hmm. I'd like, if it was, if, 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 if it was up to me, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, here's the, plan like 100 like neferata is oh anyway am i allowed to approach and do something now to help sure sure go ahead uh i am going i see that uh that uh the very able amic seems to be running into some trouble (laughs) and i raise up my five foot frame and approach and I use my command spell to speak a one-word command to this All creature. Right. I say, obey. So mm. does he have to do a saving throw? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he does. Oh, wait, wait. That's not one of the words. The words are approach, drop, flee, and grovel. I didn't know there no, were no, no, specific you can, words. No, don't oh. don't sweat it. Yeah, yeah. No, you can do anything. Right. You, could say, you could say, you know, talk. obfuscate. <laughs> All right, I'll say talk. <laughs> See, like that is good. kind of vague. He's already All talking. right, fine. It's one oh, obey. Obey was good. Obey was good. <laughs> obey. Okay, so he's going to what is your spell? Uh, what is your spell DC? Uh, my spell what? <laughs> so twelve. So right at the top, you see. It's oh a spell yeah, got thing. it. Save DC. So 12. twelve. So he rolled a fourteen. Shite. So <gasps> he has a moment where he's like, he sees you come up, and um. But he notices maybe that you're not as gothy as Mr. Dude with a Raven. I'm totally fucking gothy. And- <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have a raven, right? <laughs> I'm tiny with right? black skin and green eyes. <laughs> I guess you're not gothy in the I'm way too old. Just wants, say it. I'm maybe. too old. Yeah, maybe too old. <laughs> he... Uh, he 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 resists he resists your command. Shite. Unfortunately. I, anyway, I you walk up. I am Vessel is getting a little impatient. Uh, uh vampires are something that he would very much like to be killing right now. Um okay. and he looks at this young goth and he says, You say the vampires will drain your blood. I could do so and it would be far less pleasant. So you say that rather loudly, and uh, <laughs> the woman in red, who's been watching this kind of go down, she uh, she gets one of the thugs to step in front and hold the line back, and then she takes a walk down to say hello. She's like, um, can I help you, friends? Oh, you don't have water jugs, I see. 
Oh, no problem. If you donate two pints, we'll throw in a jug for free. Minus the offering to the Sanguine Lord, of course. Oh, of course. So she she's looking at all of you now. She's taking you all in. You feel like you, you definitely get the sense. I'm, I'm not going to tell you how you feel, but you get the sense that you are being itemized. And she says, you know, we're providing a service. The water supply is drying up and people are thirsty. My, my boss understands thirst. And um, who is your boss again? Who's asking? I am. I'm a seal of Nothron, a traveler. A traveler Tell from afar. <laughs> I don't know the ways of your people. Yeah. I arrived here in the middle of this scourge and I, I'm trying to find my way. Oh, well, um, this terrible plague has befallen the city, and um, we uh, felt it was our, um, well, it was in the best interest of the, of, of the city to uh, perform a, a service, to, to kind of give back, as they say, you know, the plague, right? But <laughs> it's, it's not good, and, and, and people need water, and we, we need blood, so... There you are. Actually, you know, my friends, the position seems completely reasonable. I'm not sure, you know, we were going to start a big fight, but I don't see why it's a perfectly reasonable transaction. Do we know that they were the problem? Where's the bug? You, Pitch. <laughs> so, so Pitch comes forward. Uh, he He's very, very gentlemanly. He, he, uh, he approaches the nurse who, uh, when she sees him, gives him like the required deference that everyone in the society offers to the sated. She gives him a deep bow. And um, she says, thank you. Thank you, sir, for, for blessing our um, endeavor. As, as you can see, um, we've, we've been taking the offering to ensure that, uh, that, um, that the Sanguine Lord is, is, is satisfied. And she points to the to a shelf behind where she was taking the blood. And you see that there are a number of small vials with uh, a, a portion of, of blood in each, uh, all neatly in a row. Uh, Pitch is about to say something when he turns and he looks off to his right. Uh, could everyone roll a perception check for me? I have rolled a six. Ah. <laughs> so Vessel you I'm not just, smart you really enjoy the cobblestones they are <laughs> the, the most cobbly of these cobblestones <laughs> is the finest in all of old Bosford, New Bosford <laughs> what about uh, what about you Rue? I rolled a, a 15 okay I'm right behind 15? her perceiving okay. a, I am perceiving a 14 okay so Rue, mm-hmm. Asil, Amic, and Kapitch, all of you hear a familiar kind of tap, 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 sort of Morris code coming from a metal. You can't quite make it out 100% because it's blocked off by uh, some stacked crates. There's, there are bars on a heavy metal door. Anyway, there's this, it reminds you of the tapping that you heard Kapitch make to Sanguininsky back at the dentist office, but it is coming 
from that shack and Kapitch is listening intently. He actually, he understands what is being tapped out and he, he looks back at the nurse and he says, how dare you? How oh, dare no, you? Have to kill him. And he takes, he takes out his glaive, which is attached to his back and he brings it up to uh, threaten the nurse. All of you need to roll initiative. Oh, it's going down now. Can I quickly use my awakened mind to say, hey, Kapitch, what the hell is going on? Quick, tell us. Can I just use my loud voice and say the exact same thing? (laughs) (laughs) He says, not taking his eyes off the nurse in this kind of quick moment before things get hairy, Mm. he says, she has one of the sated locked up in the corner. Mm. Oh, Oh, no. She's kidnapping fleas. Damn it. (laughs) All right. So... Here we go. Amic, you actually go first. What you going to do? All right. Well, I am going to Eldritch Blast the nurse in red. Oh, okay. All right. Go for yeah. it. Not going to waste any time. She's right in front of you. So she's right in front okay. of you. Uh, to, to her left is... Uh, let me just give a lay of the land for you all. So to the left... Like you guys are all kind of gathered in where the where the roadway meets the quad, and you've come up to the left hand side, and this is where you have it, you're having your exchange with the with the nurse and the one thug. There is another thug to your right, about ten feet away, and then across the quad next to the table where they were taking the blood and where mm-hmm. everyone now having seen swords drawn, the humans that were in line are starting to scream and run away. Stands one thug uh, to the left of the table next to some crates is another thug. And then about 20 feet up against the wall that continues on beyond the thug. That's just immediately to the left of the nurse is another thug. So there's one, two, three, four, Five thugs in total and and the nurse. Okay. So did you hit? No, oh, I don't know. I, I, I actually forgot. To <laughs> uh, I, I rolled a 24. You hit. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh. And the damage is a measly five. Okay. Wait, where's the shed? So the shed is the farthest point away from you guys. It's 60 feet away clear on like if we're thinking in terms of north and south and east and west mm-hmm. the shed is at the northwest corner of the quad okay and when you eldritch blast you just eldritch blast everything no i said no 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 i just sent it at oh. the nurse so it's a it's a purple and and an acid green bolt of of protoplasmic beamish light that zaps her with my with my warlocky cool. powers. Okay. So you did five points of damage? Yes, I did. All right. So you you take a step to the side and this uh, arc of arcane energy blasts forth and takes her right in the chest. She um, she spins around but meets you uh, meets you in the eye and promises with her gaze that uh, you will pay for that. All right. Well, then with my awakened mind, I'm going to say sticks and stones. Ready, <laughs> Sticks and stones. Rue, you're up. All right. Vessel, you're on deck. Um, all of this not killing has made me very angry. I go into a rage. 
Nice. <laughs> While I shout, okay, that's it! Uh, how, how, how many hit points do you have, Rue? 32. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. So can I rage now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I thought that was the thing. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. The closest things to us are thugs. I feel like I'm just going to go on a Hulk barrage. Who's the closest thing? I'm just going to be like, blah, 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 and hit the thing. So, like, the closest thing is? Well, uh, you can take a step forward and go for the thug on your on the right-hand side of the road there. Amazing. Um, okay. I've already had my rapier prepped, so I would like to stick him with the pointy end. Go for it. But I also get another offhand attack, don't I? Does that have to be a weapon, or can I Glasgow kiss him? Well, you've used your bonus action to go into rage, but the next attack you can you can use your bonus action to do an offhand attack. Okay, never mind. I will just use my rapier. <laughs> the rapier is really good. It's so cool. He's- he sees you walk up and he's like, he looks a little scared. He's kind of reaching for his sword as you approach him. Uh, his hat falls down over his face and he clumsily pulls it back. Go for it. Roll to hit. Oh, right. Duh. I should have prepped this instead of eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you can have Foley for dice and Foley for. What? thing. <laughs> D8 plus five is nine hits. Stab. Nice. So you hit you hit him for nine? I sure do. So he's still fumbling for his sword as you come at him with your full-on rage. Did you add your plus two for your rage? <gasps> but it was a plus seven to hit, and then a one D8 plus five. No, your five. damage. Your damage gets a, a plus Oh, because of raging out. Because you're what? raging. Uh, that is an 11. You have so much damage, Rue. I love so it. Much rage. So as he's fumbling for his sword and his scabbard, you come up at him. You you lash out with your rapier. Where do you cut him? Across the neck? Across the chest? Uh, right. No, right in, in his gizzards. Right where he's big and meaty. <laughs> you get him. It goes through his leather armor and pokes out the other side. You pull it out with the audible, and he um. Uh, he sees his blood spill out onto the ground, and he's uh, he pees himself. <laughs> I literally point and laugh. <laughs> he was not expecting this. He th- he thought it would just be a cool, you know, hangout. Get to dress up like a vampire. Sorry, you Dave. Know, uh, boss, boss some humans around. Okay, so next. Well done, Fessel, you're up. Um, so this this nurse in red is right in front of me, having been Eldritch blasted. Yes. Is that correct? You are right. Well, I am going to... I hate vampires as mu- almost as much as I hate werewolves. And so, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, with my arm blade, I okay. look her in the eye as I slash her through the throat, attempting to take her head off in one shot. Oh my god. Go for it. <laughs> uh, that, would, that, that would be a, a 15. Wait. Uh, you hit her. All right, excellent. Yes, a yeah, well done. All right, and then uh, so you you step forward and your your arm blade again catches the the dim light from the setting sun, glints off, blinds her temporarily. You slash her deep into the shoulder, and she cries out in pain. I do thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. Sweet. 
Okay. So she is not looking good. You know, by how true you've hit that she isn't a vampire. Um, oh shit. Okay. She's, she's definitely taken the full brunt of your damage and she's bleeding real blood. Like, uh, she's not happy, but she is not a vampire. Um, she casts spiritual weapon as a bonus action first. So above your head, there appears a black scythe that is smoking with some sort of dread um, ethereal mist. That is so goth. And uh, (laughs) uh, she attacks you with it. 24. That's to hit? Yeah. Oh, she hits. Oh, yeah. So you take a <laughs> this is sad. You take two points of damage. Okay. And <laughs> while you are like the 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 scythe uh, cuts down and uh, catches you in the shoulder, and as you are trying to fend that off, she swings simultaneously with her mace. Seventeen. Uh, no. Seventeen doesn't hit you. Uh, my my AC is seventeen, so that hits you. Okay, okay, okay. So you take you take six points of bludgeoning damage from okay. her mace. So the scythe comes down on your shoulder, and she times it perfectly. The mace, which she pulls from out under her cloak, catches you full on in the in the chest. You take another six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, that is her move. And who's next? Kapitch. Okay. So Kapitch is only concerned about his friend. So he tries to go across. Unfortunately, that gives an opportunity attack to the priest, uh, to the nurse, I should say. And so she takes a swing and she misses. He hops deftly aside as as her mace flits through and he leaps up into the air. He's a good 10 feet off the ground and he goes right across the entire quad and lands at the door of the, uh, of the shack. And he peers in the window. It's locked though. He's trying to, to open it. Uh, he's going to do a strength check here. That's a nice shack. It has a window. He can't, he can't open it. He like, you see him, he taps and clicks something in his language and he tries to force open the door, but he can't do it. All right. That's his move. It is now your imp's turn, Eric. Nesbitt. That's good. So, so then, then, then my imp who, uh, I believe because in my madness, I believe him to be a Phoenix, uh, from my heroic days of another age. So Nesbitt Phoenix fly, help the bug open the door and I'll send him up. To um to aid in unlocking that door. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, he can't use his aid until his turn comes around, but he will have advantage on the the check to open the door the next time he tries. Okay. Fantastic. Good play. Now the thug that you were talking to, uh, Amic, uh-huh. uh, he decides that it's time to um, to grow a pair, and he uh, he takes a swing at Fantastic. you with his mace. 
bastard. He rolls a nine. And he misses me. I dodge deftly to the side. (laughs) I am the canicular god, I say, as I jump out of the way of his mace. Unfortunately, he has two attacks, so he swings again. Damn it. (gasps) So it's not a natural 20, but it's a dirty 20. He hits you with the mace. It comes up. He actually... He's swinging it up. So then I say, I'm a canicular <laughs> oof as the mace hits me. It hits you right in the chin. You take five <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage as this rather nasty looking, it looks like a it looks like four blades attached in this star formation around a, oh, a black handle uh, piece of nastiness. It gets you gets you right in the chin. All right. He's getting it from me next. And the fact that it hits your chin, uh, where he didn't think your chin Dope. was, means that he sees through your disguise. <gasps> mm-hmm. Now it's another thug's turn. The one that is in front of you, Rue. Yeah, the one I skewered. Uh, that's right. He's going to try to hit you with his with his mace as well. On his first attack, he rolls a nine. Ha! Huh. And on his second, he rolls a seven. Literally. You are are like, you are doing the dance of the seven veils, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe it's not that sexual. I don't really (laughs) need to put you in that. But I don't want to paint that picture. You are moving very deftly. And he is like a drunk man trying to hit you. He cannot. He doesn't come anywhere close. Amazing. Unfortunately, the other two there's three other thugs. Oh, so Christ. one comes down to join his pal, and he takes a swing at you. Bring it. <laughs> a six. Ha! Ooh, Still dancing. A twenty-three. A twenty-three. Wow. So you, <laughs> you are very vet. You're feeling like these guys will never hit you, but clumsily, as he kind of maybe he's dropping his uh, mace. Who knows? But the uh, the the clumsiness of the of the movement is uh, is not expected, and the mace comes down hard on your foot, and you take five points of damage. I will only take half of that as I have resistance while I'm in rage oh, mode. Yeah, so I stub my toe, and I hate you oh, for it. She gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so the one of the thugs comes to uh, attack Kapitch. The first sw- he takes a swing and he nails. There's a loud gong as the uh, as the mace goes off of the the side of the of the uh, the shed. But as he brings it back, he catches Kapitch and does seven points of damage. Shite. Okay, Kapitch takes it right in the teeth. Well, mandibles. Right in the mandibles. Right in the fuzzy mandibles. And the last thug, he approaches and he takes a swing at okay. you, Vessel. Mm-hmm. He takes two swings. No. So a nine. No. And a seven. Both times. Misses both times. <laughs> you uh, you definitely avoid uh, his his advances. And Asil, you're up. Well, I've had it with this. Who's within reach? So there are two thugs that are trying to attack Rue. 
Oh, and they are I don't five like feet that. away from you. Well, I'm going to use my inflict wound <laughs> spell, and I don't mean the simple little cast one. I mean the second level one. Okay, right on. Now, is that is that a touch spell or that's do you... a touch spell? Okay, so you step up to. I step, step up and up I poke him in the eye. <laughs> so is there a save for that or oh, i think you have to do you have to roll to hit for the touch to work that's right if i'm not mistaken uh and then it says uh using a spell slot of second level of higher the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level above first that's right so it'll be 4d10 if you hit them so add four to your roll oh, so i'm good. rolling a d so roll your d20 yeah. and add four. That's a 15. Unfortunately, you miss. Fucking hell. Curses. You go at him. How can I miss? I poked Wait. him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you reach out for him, but uh, there's more cloak than person, and, he, and he, he kind of spins back, and you can feel, you can feel the energy of the spell leave your fingers, but it it uh, dissipates in the air next to where you, where his cheek was. <gasps> Unfortunately, sorry, Asil. And I swear my worst foreign swear, I say. <laughs> <laughs> and he speaks the language and goes. <laughs> right back to you, which means, hey, oh my God, are you from Brooklyn? My God, it's so great. Wow, <laughs> working one find a good bagel here, so eh? Weird. Am I right? So weird. <laughs> Amic, you're up. All right. Well, I'm mad at the at the at the the gothy guy who poked me. So, I am going to cast. I'm going to mutter a incantation, Bungli Fatagan, and I'm going to cast Crown of Madness oh, upon good him. Good one. Okay, Asil. So he must do a wisdom save. So rewind Asil. i was looking at your armor class not his so you did in fact hit him <laughs> see oh, i told you so i poked him in the eye back, you totally so <laughs> this weird time warp occurs as we move back <laughs> the 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 laws of reality fold in on itself and the moment is replayed. Instead of cheek, <laughs> you reach forth, you do touch his cheek and all thoughts of bagels and connecting with people from far away leave his mind as the searing, searing damage just courses through his veins. Roll the D10 four times. Eight. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> I'm a that is so <laughs> I got a bit overconfident there. <laughs> that's not right. Oh, that's so sad. Well, it still hurts him. He feels this course of uh, of 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 what is it? Necrotic energy. That's right. What it just you see the veins in his face kind of pulse with a black light. And uh, he reels back, screaming as uh, uh, holding holding his face where you touched him. He's definitely hurt. Like probably won't survive being hit again. And I tell uh, him he, that's yeah. just an eight. Imagine <laughs> a fifty. <laughs> so time writes itself, and we are back. <laughs> <in> <laughs> And 
So was a seal picking on the same kid that I was picking on? No, I was picking no, on you, one of the ones that was yeah. fighting Rue. The seal's on the right. Thank you for saving me. Fair enough. All right. So I'm still going crown of madness because I'm still mad at okay. that guy. So he's going to roll a uh, wisdom save. Is that what it is? Yep. Yep. And he's going to beat a 14. He rolls a 13. Aha. So then the spiky crown of thorns magically pops out of his head. And I'm going to send him to kill the, the, uh, the same, um, the red nurse. Oh, okay. So she's right next to him. So, all right. And how long does that last? That's it's that lasts uh, until I break my concentration. Oh, okay. okay, good to know. Lasts until she's dead. And the duration is about a minute. That is okay. correct. Great. Ooh, nice. So you guys now have someone else on your team, and we are for a minute moving to you, Rue. All right. So is there vessel? You're on deck. Currently, a thug that's clutching his eye socket, or is he dead? The one that's directly in front of you mm-hmm. is untouched the one that a seal hit who's right next to you as well he's the one that's holding his cheek where a seal just touched him and made him cry out in pain yeah but i've already killed one no where'd that guy go i want to finish the job (laughs) literally just standing here going where'd he go (laughs) you it was the same one oh it is the same one that's what i'm asking the one with the eyeball there's two of them that's right. Okay. So both you and Asila attacked the same guy. That's why he's so low. Oh my god! And he's not dead yet. And I literally say, "Why aren't you dead yet?" Um. So I get <laughs> he kind of shrugs and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> "Blood is gushing." Ah, you're getting it on me. So I would like to, because uh, I get a double hit this time, right? Because I don't have to prep anything. You can use yeah. You can use your offhand to do a wait dagger oh, and rapier. Here we go. Um, Go for it. So, so I would like to just cut off his head now just by crossing my arms. So having the rapier and the dagger just go and just like garrot him. Uh, let's, let's do a little, let's do a little roly roll here. And rapier says, oh, math. Math is 18. Oh, yes. Wait. Okay. Do you want me to do the dagger right away? Sure. Yeah. Do both hits. Okay. A D4. Okay. And then... 12. Yeah, you hit with both. So roll damage. I'm so excited. Do they both get a plus two because I'm rageful? They they get a plus two to the damage, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Okay. So then four plus eight is 12. That's your total? That's my total is 12. Oh, wait, plus, plus five. Pier- no. It's fine. I should stop eating chips and look at my stats. Um <laughs> You realize I put myself on mute so I can just eat chips constantly. And so many chips. And so many chips are really good. They're Korean barbecue. Um, <laughs> six, six plus two is eight. Two plus two is four. Plus five is... Twelve plus five is seventeen. Hits of damage! So you kill him. Yeah, how, do you, yeah. how do you kill him? Describe his final moments on this. Literally, very easily place one arm. Like I just like, I, I 
I fan over, cross from left to right and right to left, making a, a cross of my arms around his neck and saying, why won't you die already? And just very easily cut off his head as he's so confused and spurting more blood. He reaches out to the nurse for help. She's completely distracted and ignoring him. The last expression on his face before you cut his head off is one of like unrequited love. But didn't happen. You ripped his head from his shoulders. And the, the, all of you are now covered in a fountain of blood that emits from his open is the open wound where his head used to be. So you, Asil and Rue, have one thug traumatized standing in front of you. <laughs> and Vessel, you're up. <laughs> I dance in the blood of our enemies! And I, uh, I, uh... <laughs> I, uh... Did you say you dance in the butt blood. of our enemies? I dance in the blood of our enemies. Oh, the blood. And, and, which is sometimes on the butt. On but butt. Mostly, it is spurting from their empty neck holes. Um, I finish off the nurse. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The nurse. Okay, go for it. 21. Oh, yeah, you hit it. Nine damage. That is exactly how many, <laughs> how much life she had left. So how um, do you kill her? Her head didn't come off last time, and so this time uh, I hack at her neck until it comes off. She she holds up uh, right before you hit her. She holds up her finger like she's about to make a really salient point, something that could have, no doubt, meant a great deal to you all. <laughs> but you're. <laughs> Your blade cuts through her finger and without hesitation slices through her pale neck, flips back like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> and um, she, uh, her arm drops to her side and her body crumples to the ground. Dead. Well done. And that brings us to Kapitch, who's going to, with the help of of uh, the Nesbitt, try to open the, the, the gate here. So let's see. Okay, with advantage, he rolls a 19. So he puts one leg up. You see him. Uh, who can see him from here? A seal? From the corner of your eye, you see Kapitch put one of his gold painted large legs up against the side of the of the shed and in one motion rips it off its hinges and casts the door aside um, nice. standing there is a very emaciated sort of gray kind of pale looking version of Kapitch just a barely uh, barely able to stand up kind of holding holding itself up two arms against uh, either side of the door door frame. So next up is Nesbit. So Nesbit used his action to help, which means uh, we are at the thug that is next to Kapitch. And he can I go ahead? He was going to kill the nurse, but can I switch that given that the nurse just died? 
Uh, no, this is the other thug. The, this is the one that's next. Oh, this is yeah, the other. This thug. is the okay. one that's next to Kapitch up at the uh, up at the shed. So he's going to take a swing at Kapitch. He swings twice. He hits him with the first, and he does three points of uh, bludgeoning damage. Kapitch isn't even paying attention as the mace comes and uh, cracks him hard against the uh, against the back. Now we now we move to the thug that was going to uh, was going to uh, attack the nurse. So who does he attack? So then I'm going to choose the. Uh, is there? There's still a thug on on a seal, right? Um, on me and Ruth. There's there's one that's even closer uh, that is attacking vessel. I, I don't care about that one. I care about the one that's on on a seal because as because I have amorous designs on. So I'm going to command my thug to attack the one that is is attacking. The, okay. The seal. All right. He'll attack. He uh, so he blows past you, Amic. Uh, avoiding the opportunity mm-hmm. attack from Vessel, and he goes behind you, and then Asil, you see the thug fly by you. Maybe there's a moment where you think he might attack you, but but he doesn't even like take a second to like acknowledge that you're there. He just goes for the other goth, big hat wearing dude, and swings hard. He misses the first time. He misses. Oh. No, he hits the second time, and he does five points of damage. So um, the the mace comes down. His friend is uh, startled at first. He's like, Sam, what are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, wait. No, 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 no. I'm on your side. I'm on your And he just clocks him right in the jaw with the mace. Okay. So next up is Buddy, who was just hit. So he... Um, He's like, chill, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't know she was your sister. And then he takes a swing at Rue. <laughs> Rue. Mm-hmm. He swings and misses the first time. Ha. But it's a 23 on this on the second time. Ouch. So slam against the wall. Uh, brick dust flies into the air, which maybe distorts you for a second because he brings it back and he catches you on the left uh, left shoulder. And you take six points of damage. I'll take only three of those because I'm still enraged. You're so ragey. I'm so raged out. The last thug who's in front of you, Vessel, um, you see Sam is attacking Dave and he's like, yo, Sam, what the hell? Dude, This is these are the bad guys. And he takes a swing at Vessel. 14 misses. And one more. Ooh. 18. And you take five points of okay. bludgeoning damage. He brings it under. He hits you right, right in the chest, like underneath the arm. And he's like, see, that's how you do it, man. These are the bad guys, right? Asil, you're up. I'm worried about Vessel. I'm going to throw my dagger at the guy who's attacking him. Okay, go for it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that adds up to a 14 then. Oh, you hit him. Right. I've thrown my dagger in his eye. Okay. Roll a d4 and then add one. Unfortunately, that's only a three. That's not bad for a dagger. So your dagger comes and he's just been hit by, he's just been hit by a vessel and your dagger comes up and uh, 
hits him right in the arm. It sticks in his arm and he pulls it out. No, his eye. It's in his eye. It's in his eye? <laughs> I think you'd have to roll a better than that to hit him in his eye. Oh, he has really still strong okay. eyes. <laughs> he does. He's wearing him. shades because he's, he's, he's <laughs> that kind of goth. He's, just, he's the Corey Hart of gods and he's wearing sunglasses at night. off his sunglasses, unfortunately. <laughs> but the sunglasses hurting. kind of nick him in the corner. They kind of, of the shatter eye. and they cut his cheek and he's, yeah. he's like, man, those are like Ray-Bans, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's not pleasant. So we're back up to you, Amic. Ah, well, then I will, um, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to have to keep my spell going. Okay. Uh, you don't have, right. You can cast a spell that isn't concentration. If you want. I can, I can do something else. Oh, yeah. I don't have to keep concentrating. No, you do, but you can't cast <laughs> oh, a spell well. that is that is also a concentration spell. I had no idea. Well, that's fantastic. Well, then I guess I will Eldritch Blast just a random, a random goth. Okay. So there. I will Eldritch Blast the goth that is picking on the bug. Oh, okay. Uh, you're going to have to move up about 20 feet to get uh, clear because okay. there's some crates that are sort of blo- blocking the way. But so you whatever so you do that. Does mm, a thirteen? Is that going to do oh, yeah. anything? You got him. You hit him. Woo-hoo. Uh All right. Uh, and then and then it, it appears to be an eight. Okay. So he does not expect your attack at all. His focus is one hundred percent on on Capetius. Just rip the door from the hinges. Uh, he's dodged out of the way. He's, you can see he's sort of proud that he uh, uh, avoided damage from the door as it slams against the crates. But you blast him hard right in the back with the Eldritch Blast. And he, um, he, he, it spins him around and he, he sees you and he suddenly realizes that um, they're outnumbered and his boss is dead. <laughs> he's not He's got a very worried, worried look on his face. Rue, you're up. Okay, 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 okay. Who's alive? And I want to hit it. So there's the guy that's right in front of you. Yeah, that'll do. Okay, and then there, his his buddy is wailing on him. So he's very confused why his buddy is trying to hurt him. Amazing. But yeah, yeah. There's the guy that's right. Sam in front. and Dave, you knew they were gonna break up sooner or later. <laughs> 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 they promise that they'll uh, they'll they'll quit crime and become a singing duo, but uh, town exist. Well, I'm going to uh, hack and flash. Well, actually, hack and point because it's a rapier. All right, go for it. Out there, I do know the difference. Um, <laughs> sticking with the pointy end. Eighteen plus seven is tw- uh, twenty-five. And the dagger is 10 plus 3 is 13. So you hit both times. Hit both times. Rolling damage. And everything's a plus 2. So 3 plus 2 is 5. 1 plus 2 is 3. 5 plus 3 is 8. Ha! Okay. So he's still reeling from the fact that uh, his long-time singing partner and karaoke friend Dave, or is it Sam? I think it's Sam. 
has just uh, come at him with his mace. His focus is entirely on him, and both your rapier and dagger skewer him. You actually can feel them sort of meet inside his body. There's a moment of <laughs> like you're, you know, cooking something in the wok, and then you pull them out again. He looks at you. That got his attention. Vessel, you're up. All right, this guy is he within arm blades reach? Oh yeah, he's right. Uh, you you have a guy who's facing you right now who's oh, really been touched. I got to take care of that. Yeah. So this guy, what is he okay. doing right now? This guy who's barely been touched. He's ready for your attack. He's just saw his buddy kind of flip around and go attack his karaoke friend. Though you can tell that there is some doubt in his face because his boss has just died. But anyway, he's 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 ready to face you. He's uh, oh, he's thinks he, he thinks he's him. ready. He I strike ready. a threatening pose, like one of those like <laughs> massive like strongman poses. But the arm blade is coming out of my right arm, and I totally he totally mirrors you. He, he read somewhere that if you mirror the person, that the you'll you won't get hit. Oh, so I say finally a worthy opponent, and I uh, I uh, I try to take him apart through the middle. <laughs> Okay. That would be that would be a 13. Oh yeah, you hit him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nine. Nine damage. Holy shit. Okay, so he's copied your moves, thinking that this will disarm you and maybe disorient you. Who knows? He doesn't really quite understand the, <laughs> the concept. Your blade lashes out, and he's he's one hundred percent confused. The book said that. If he followed those steps, he would be totally fine. Blood starts to seep from um, a large gash on his left side. He He's using his free hand to kind of staunch the flow. And we go to Kapitch. He's worried the thug might attack his new friend. So he steps in between and he attacks him with his glaive just uh, just to protect his friend. So hold on. Oh, damn it. He swings widely. Uh, that the, the glaive uh, crashes into the crates and, um, and doesn't hit the guy. All right. Which brings us to Nesbitt. Nesbitt. Okay. So, uh, well, what can Nesbitt do? Can he um can he have an attack of his own? I uh, he can't he can't he can't pre, he can't he no can't no play in yeah combat. he can uh, with your pact as a warlock you can use your yes. bonus action to command him to attack using his reaction so he can attack. Oh great okay uh, well then I will send him pack. after um as my bonus action. So then um I I will send him after the um the goth kid who's picking on um the seal. Okay, so he's invisible. So when he's not attacking, he goes invisible. That's basically the imp's MO. So he can leave. Could he use his fear attack? I would like him to use his fear attack. His fear attack. Well, he can have, can't imps cast fear or is that is that quasit? His sting is his big okay. thing. Well, then let him stay. Okay. And he rolls a 23. Wow, that's my boy. And go, my Phoenix, fly. Does, so, which one is he's, he's, he's going for the one that's attacking a seal? That's right. Okay. 
So he does seven points of damage. All right. He's not looking good. Not only is his friend beating up on him, but this imp appears bamps out of nowhere next to him and with its tail lodges a stinger right into his throat and then promptly disappears again. Which brings us to the thug that is next to Kapitch. He takes a swing at uh, Kapitch, who is, as I said before, he's protecting his buddy. He rolls a 21. Uh Uh-oh. And he does six points of damage. Kapitch is not looking good. He's trying to stand firm. But uh, you can see, let's see here. Amic, you can see Kapitch is having a hard time standing up. Um, Mm. Okay. Uh, We move now to the thug that is facing you, Rue. And he swings at you with his mace. Great. A nine. He misses for the first time. And a 10, the second time he misses. So both times. Now the his friend, Sam, is like, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. I never liked your singing voice anyway. You were dragging Ouch. me down. <laughs> he rolls a 16 and hits his friend. <gasps> he hits him twice. <laughs> Wow, Sam. There's tears rolling down his face. There's like a little part of him that doesn't want to hurt his buddy, but it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> he kills his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Pat him on the back. God damn you. I hate you so much. I love you. I hate you. I love you. And he's dead. He's, he's beating his... The first swing killed his friend, and the second swing... Pops his head like a rotting uh, eggplant on the ground. Wow. He's dead. He kills his buddy. And then the last one attacks you, Vessel. I am ready. 17? That's That just hits. And a 15. So you take four points of bludgeoning damage. He's like, no! Dave, no! He misses the first time. He brings it up with two hands, and he clips you on the chin for... Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Damn. Asil, you're up. All right. Well, first, what in an ideal world, I'd like to... There's still a, a goon attacking Kapitch, yeah? Uh, yes. I would like to stab him or throw... What do I want to do? Throw a dart at him. Okay. And then... I want to use my healing word bonus action on Kapitch, who's not looking good. Can I change my mind and hit him with something else? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'm going to go with my fucking crossbow. Yeah! It has a range, yeah, much better. range of 80 feet. Great idea. Use your bonus action to cast healing word and use your action to use your crossbow. Go for it. All right. I uh, crossbow 13 plus three. You hit him. 16 crossbow at the guy with the, who's attacking pitch. You hit him. He's focused on um, pitch and your crossbow bolt slams into him. How much damage? Damage five. Okay. So your crossbow hits him and he falls to the side. It looks like he might not get up. Like he might 
just continue to fall down, but he's barely hanging on. He's almost dead, but he's he's able to pull himself straight. He's hanging on by well, a thread, though. While he's lying there, pulling himself straight, hanging by a thread, I cast a healing word spell on Pitch. How much? <laughs> how much do you heal him? Ah, uh, one d four plus two. I heal him a six. I'm not rolling well today. Sad. Okay, he uh, he's looking better. Well done. And we now move to. I don't even know him. <laughs> See how generous I am. I hope someone's appreciating this. So your healing word, like it's literally the voice of an angel. You kind of whisper it. It cuts through the air. It comes to his ear and it fills him with vitality. He recognizes your voice instantly, looks at you, and he gives a, he gives a, a nod of his head and pulls his glaive ready to s- slam into yes. uh, the, uh, the thug in front of him. Amic, you're and the word the word was spaghetti sauce. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is, but he it made him feel good. So he's suddenly very hungry for reasons he doesn't quite understand. You're up, Amic. Okay, so I still have Sam the Goth under my control, right? Yep. <laughs> and then there's the Goth. How many Goths are left? Three. Three. Okay. So, uh, is uh, uh, and the one fighting, um, uh, there's one that's only sort of wounded, right? So you're in the center of the quad. Up, up yes. near the cage is one thug who's barely hanging on. He's the one facing Kapitch. And then, okay. And then there's one closer to where you first engaged the nurse, right by the entry into the quad. That's the one facing Vessel. And uh, he's quite healthy. Uh, but he's been hit. Yes, he has been hit. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one is the one under your power. And he's he's standing right next to a seal. Okay. So the one under my power, uh, I am going to send to the one that is almost dead, who's fighting Kapitch. Okay. The one that is fighting uh, the one that is fairly healthy but has been wounded, I am going to now cast Toll the Dead on. Oh, okay. So he must make a uh, he must make a you know a save of wisdom. Okay. He rolls a four. <laughs> he rolls a four and fails the save badly, and uh, he will then take a measly four hit points. Down. He only had three, so. So, the spectral so he bell. withers away, his skin falls off as the bell of death tolls above his head. His skin rots away, leaving only bone that then collapses in a pile of dust. Nice. So your your buddy who went up there to attack him is really disappointed. He was He was all ready to just lay into him, and he dies before he can reach him. So he's now next to uh, Kapitch, and the next person up is Rue. All right, I want to kill it. Do it, I want to kill it. So Rue, there's the one next to Vessel you can go try to attack. I will definitely do that, please. Dagger and Kraken's Eyelash. Stab. 
seven. Uh, that's 18 for my rapier. Oh, yeah. And that one, uh, 16 on my dagger. You hit both times. Bam! Stab and slash. Nine plus six is 15! Stab, stab! Woo! So uh, you nearly kill him. He was so focused on Vessel. You blindside him with your rapier and dagger. You charge into him with your 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 storm thunder rage crackling. Are you going to use your extra rage electric bonus? Oh my God. I mean, I feel like I should. This seems like some kind of finishing move. Yes, please. I would like to do that. I kind of forgot that I was that awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You literally have a storm cloud kind of wreathed about you. There are, arcs of electricity coursing around your hands and along the hilt of your sword towards the tip. Yep. Um, Yep. Yep. All right. Let's release the beast. Uh, What do I have to do for that? That's my bonus action. That's my bonus action. Right? Yep. Sweet. When activated one creature of your choice in the aura, so you could, you would choose him, uh, has to do a dex saving throw and if he fails it, does the full damage for 1d6. So roll your d6. So first, sorry, first he's going to roll to see if he takes full damage. So I on. think before you do this, though, you're supposed to sit, look at him and say, I choo-choo-choose you. Because <laughs> you're Lisa Simpson? I, apparently. <laughs> what is I'm not Ralph Wiggum. I mean, come on. Badass looking out here. I am not Ralph Wiggum. Go banana. Be my Valentine. He looks at you. Go banana. He he rolls a two. Amazing. He literally rolls a two. So roll your d6. Okay, which is two. Okay. So you don't kill him. After all that. (laughs) I know. But he's, like I said, he's barely hanging on. As your as your uh, rapier and uh, dagger, as you extract them from his body, there is this arc of lightning that that comes out and uh, leaps into his gaping wound. There's a definite smell of cooking blood, and he is barely hanging on. He can barely stand up. He's losing. Am I? Can I kick him to to the nearest of my my party and say, "Finish him." Well, Vessel's right there. Amazing, finish him. Go for it, Vessel. He's right in front of you. I will finish him. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. KO. Um, I might not, actually. That was a really shitty roll. <laughs> that might be really disappointing. For Come on, me. Vessel. Have some self-confidence. Seven. So that misses, but you do have action surge, right? Um, <gasps> I do have action surge. Yeah. I will. I will use that. Okay, go and for it. And then I will, I will, I will try again to finish him. Oh, no, eleven. That hits okay. him. Yay! That just hit him. <laughs> and that would Great. be uh, thirteen damage. Okay, Woo. you. So you hit him really hard. He has. He's barely hanging on. You. Your damage kills him three times over. How does he die? <laughs> How do you how do you kill him? Um, so he was he was did he even see this coming? He was concentrating on Rue. 
Yeah, she just cooked his uh, gaping wounds with lightning. Oh, yeah? uh, he yeah. didn't expect your arm blade to come at him. So while he's like shaking from from the electric electricity surging through his through his 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 veins, I he's like facing Rue because he was fighting with her, and I just like uh, stab him right through the spine. <laughs> right on. His, the arm blade goes right through him like paper. He he crumples over your arm kind of holds it with his uh with his the last little bit of energy that he has he kind of looks up into your face and goes dad <laughs> what <laughs> and, uh, you don't know what it means you'll never know so, so um that is your move well done and Kapitch, now it's his turn. Kapitch looks at the guy who just killed his friend and figures he's not going to attack him because he's under some sort of spell. And he starts to administrate to him, like helping him over to a crate. He's feeding him some water. Nesbit's turn. Oh, well, I'm going to send uh, Nesbit to sting the cultist he was stinging before. So there's only one thug left. Isn't that the one he was fighting? Uh, no. Doesn't matter. That's okay, the one. So this is the one that's up by the one that's under your spell. Oh, well, perfect. Well, then. So Nesbitt oh. Bamf appears next to him. So this will use your bonus action. And is he going to try to sting him? No, he's going to try to knock him unconscious. Oh, okay. Um well, because, you know, we don't really know what's going on. We're just fighting randomly. And okay. if the emaciated flea can't explain it to us, perhaps we can <laughs> question the thought. we had about that before we killed everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. We only need one. All right. So he's got to hit first. So let's see how this works. Mm-hmm. Shit. Unfortunately, he misses. Oh, Nesbitt, you rotten phoenix! And I shake my fist and throw... Dirt at the, him. The thug's turn is up. It is now his turn. Uh, uh, and there's no one for him. I can't command him to attack anyone, no, can I? Not now. Are there any human beings left? Random human no, they beings. All, they all scattered at the beginning of the fight. They're all they're all hiding away. Um, that's too bad. Well, if there's no one for me to command him, to, well, then I'll command him to attack Nesbit. <laughs> right. Okay. Or you could tell him to go somewhere, or you could. No, I can't. I have to use the spell to make him to attack someone or he can react normally. So I'm going to have him attack Nesbit because I don't care. Nesbit missed. <laughs> so Nesbit, Nesbit sees you command him and gives you a, are you kidding me look? You are being punished for missing. So he swings 16. Does that hit him? Yeah, that hits. Oh, yeah, that hits him. Okay. And... The damage. Oh, shit. So he kills Nesbitt. Like a phoenix, you shall rise again. Nesbitt is like, before he disappears into a puff, into that, into that uh, returning to uh, the dimension from which you summoned him, he does this like, Two fingers, I'm watching you, and then points back <laughs> and disappears. So, all right. So, that uh, to bring him back takes an hour. You have to do another ritual. That's fine. And That's uh, fine. so, the thug 
now gets to do a wisdom saving throw to see if he's broken the spell. 16? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he is now off the spell. He is free of my power. It doesn't really matter because... Asil, you're up. Well, first, I, I uh, am leading a brief prayer for our lost friend Nesbit, who is just killed <laughs> in battle for no particular reason. <laughs> Who's left? There's just the guy who's just broken free of the spell. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, what am I going to do to him? Him all out of magic things. So I have to use all of the boring, fighty things. Uh, I, I'm going to... How far away is he? He's fine. Where's 10, my 15, accent? 20, 25. He's about 40 feet away. 40 feet away. Oh, I'll have to use my crossbow again. I like my crossbow. So I'm going to do that. So are you going to try to aim for a spot that doesn't kill him? Or are you trying to incapacitate him? Wait, this is one of the, the the goons left, right? Yep. Yeah. No, I'm trying to kill him. Okay. And I've rolled a 15. You hit. Plus, wait, plus three, right? Oh, yeah. No, his armor class is 11. You, you, you nailed him. There we go. They're all dead now. Oh, no, he's he's got full hit points. He's not. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> well, but I've hit him with an 18. Okay, and how much damage? Uh, nine. Okay, so he's proud of himself having to shake off the spell, and shoom, your uh, arrow comes and like, lands deep and painfully into his left shoulder he reaches up to try to pull it out but it's stuck in the bone he's he's uh, not happy yeah, which that's right. us nice nice nicely done amic you're up well, everybody's dead no right he's still alive he's alive the guy i just oh good oh oh oh, oh excellent oh well then um then i will um i will um 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 what can i do I'm going to, hmm, I will cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on dear old Sam or Dave or whoever he is. Okay. I think uh, his name is Tristan. <laughs> so he does a wisdom so, uh, throw? Uh, yes, he must make a wisdom saving throw. So say, hey, 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 hey. what? <laughs> knock, knock. Huh. Who's there? Amos, Amos who? Amos Skeeto bit you! <laughs> and he rolls... And I cast Tasha's Hideous Laugh. a 11? Mm-mm. I so got he, him. He, uh, he, he looks at you, and there's a brief moment as he, as he kind of pieces it together. Oh, Mosquito. Mosquito! <laughs> <laughs> he falls flat on the ground. He's completely incapacitated. And as my bonus action, I will yell, Quick, team! Tie him up! Tie him up! Okay, so Kapitch is right there. He moves in quickly to um, to tie him up. Does anyone I'll want to help? help? I'll help. Totally can help. Okay, so why don't you roll a strength with advantage to grapple him? You're basically trying to hold him down here. So... Uh, Roll the d20 and add your strength modifier. My strength modifier is zero, but I've rolled a 19. Okay. 
but you could have rolled it twice and chosen the higher. But nineteen totally does it. He you is can tied roll it up. Twice and choose the higher. Yes, for this. If you have advantage, advantage because the Kapitch was helping you. Okay, so you've tied this guy up. He's huh. laughing his ass off, but he is complete. He's grappled and uh, he's bound. He's there's. He's not going anywhere. And we can right. drop out of combat. What I'd like to do now is uh, approach Kapitch Senior there and okay. ask him why he was in the shed. What he? What I don't know. Tell us what's happening. So Kapitch is. Um, they have they had no respect for his his station for his for his sacrifice what they were doing is blasphemy they kept him here they were using him using he, you for what so he goes on to explain that they were using the um, other sated whose name is lug uh, lug was raised by the vampires and was being used they can detect any poison or disease. So he was essentially quality control for the blood. He Whoa. Any blood that they were getting was guaranteed to not have the plague in it. So that nurse we killed was really just a nurse? No, she, she was a priestess in the employ of vampires who were uh, running this, uh, this scam. He explains through Kapitch that there is this vampire, this woman named Neferata Parthena Constantia Tezan. Neferata for short. She, she and her group have taken control of a dam. And that is why the river is run dry. They're using the plague and the, the chaos to get, a, get free, easy access to blood. Uh, we'll see, because I didn't mind the selling of the water, but blocking the dam, I draw the line at that. Folks are desperate, and they're thirsty, and Netherada, she has the town by the short ones, and unless she can be reasoned with, everyone is screwed. I also, I I didn't appreciate that they were, they were trading for water in individual 500 milliliter bottles, which seemed to... <laughs> <laughs> Grave environmental affront. I love, I love that uh, it's the metric system in this universe. Of course it is. What else would it be? There is no other system. Um, now that he's regained consciousness and stopped laughing, he's very defensive. He's like, "Yo, um, here's the thing. Those are all." Like quarried from, um, they're all glass, right? All the containers are glass. They're all like people are paid a good living wage to gather the sand. Enough of this Nestle goth. <laughs> nice. Smack him across the face. Can you take us to your leader or must we kill you? He nods quietly. All right, I'll, I'll take you there. But, you know, maybe, um, Maybe you'll put a good word in for me. Say that I put up a really good fight. I don't know. Like, Nefarad and I, we haven't had the, like, I don't know. There's, the, like, a communication breakdown or something like that. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I'm really. You, under- <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll show you. And he, 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 um, he actually pulls out a little uh, piece of paper. He uh, sketches out a map on how to get 
to the dam. Well, wait a minute. So all we have to do is follow this, yeah, this well, the, the dam map, is- and it will take us right to the dam? Well, I could be lying. So, so, so then, then what do we need you for? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take out my, uh, my silver dagger, and I'm gonna stab him through the heart and say, "For Nesbit." And your, your dagger hits him in the throat, and he dies instantly. <laughs> uh, good riddance. The map isn't to scale, really, and I don't, I, I don't have a really great sense of direct. You killed Nesbitt, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a uh, you have a map. All it is is a uh, is kind of an arrow pointing you to the dry riverbed and telling you to walk until you hit the place where the water has been. You mean just walk? You mean you mean follow the river until we find a dam? Well, that's good really, enough, yeah. right, everybody? It's our hometown. We know where the dam is anyway. Can. Why not kill the little yeah, no, fucker? We, can't, but we can, we can we hear can, it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dam is upriver somewhere. Hey, everyone. I hear a dam. Sure. Can Where we uh, search the bodies? the bodies before we have a long uh, rest and go look for the... Uh... You all do. Let, I won't make you roll for it. You find yeah. 20 of these. So on the shelf, there's 20 of these price files that contain blood. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. on the shelf. So you find there's a long sword that is underneath the table. It looks like someone may have exchanged that for water. It has some runes on it. Ooh. And it seems... It seems a bit lighter than a longsword ought to be, but unless you cast identify on it or something like that, you won't really know the nature of it. Mm, um, can I arcana check it? Uh, you can, and you know, like, basically the it's arcana. It's magic, but I don't yeah. know. You can tell that there's something up about it. Mm. Uh, there's also around the neck of the nurse is a whistle. It has... I would like to examine this whistle very carefully. So you look at the whistle and it has a picture of a flea on it. Oh. I would like to take this whistle. Someone else can have the magic sword. Okay. Um, I go over to the shelf that has the vials of blood and I okay. begin putting them into a bag. Okay, great. Well, hold on. Let's examine the blood first. Is there anything... Because uh, it's probably... Ve- is, it, it's, is, it, is, it, is it? It's just human blood? Yeah, they're they're they've got a scam going to steal blood. They are the offering portion of the blood exchange. Oh, I leave those then. Where's Mm -hmm. the what about the other blood? The vampires, yeah, the other blood that was going to the vampires. Yeah, that is that is in a that is in a uh, yeah, that is in a large cistern that is surrounded in ice. Okay, I go over to that and I start looking at it, but I'm shaking my head like this is really too bad. There's a lot there. How how will we return this to the humans who gave it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid Pinocchio. Capitch brings Lug over to it and he takes he takes a, a spoon and he feeds some of it to uh, the emaciated Lug and you can see it uh, it gives him a little bit of life. Oh, good. Um I don't know why, but I like Lug. I I feel for him instantly. He is. Um, he's definitely looking a little bit better. Definitely, he has more energy for certain now that he's been able to to have a meal. 
you also find a small bag with many colorful patches kind of sewed all together. Ooh. An amazing. Can I, uh, I would like to examine this bag with, with, uh, with, with the thought to my arcana okay. <laughs> to see if I, I might recognize. Yeah. And yet I do not know what a bag covered in patches well, is. You Someone else can have this. It looks just like a bag to me. I who, think it might be. Uh, who takes the bag? I'll take it. It could be useful in one of my amateur stage productions at some point. <laughs> so you, Someone else should examine the an, bag. An amazing Technicolor dream pouch, perhaps. <laughs> so you, do you open the bag? I, I sniff yeah, it. Yeah, open the bag. And and I, I, I can't believe you didn't open it already, but yes, I opened the bag. <laughs> so you open the bag and it's pretty dark inside, dark in a way that doesn't really make sense. Huh. <gasps> oh, is that a bag of holding? I wouldn't know because I got a six. I don't know what that is, but can I roll some perception or something to find out what it is? Or you can search inside <laughs> it, maybe. I'll search inside it. Okay, so you take your hand and you reach, and you expect to hit a point where your where your hand hits the bottom of the bag, like you were looking through a satchel. But your arm slips further and further until you're up to your shoulder in the bag. And oh my at the, god! At the bottom, you feel a scroll. I take the scroll out. So you pull it out. It's a spell scroll, and. It is as you unroll it. You look. It is a it is a spell scroll for healing word. Oh, oh! Well, you already have that. Give that no, to someone else. No, no, I've used this up. <laughs> oh and, wait, and also right. in there you find two healing potions. Oh, oh. split them around. Split them around. I will. I, I'll keep one, but I'll give one to, to you, group? Amic, since you want oh. it so badly. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right, so Amic, you have a regular healing potion. That's like 2d4 plus 2 if you want to roll it. Uh-huh. Um, and as you search the thugs, you in total, as you go through all of them, you guys, you find uh, 16 gold pieces. All right. So that's it. You've, uh, you've turned out every pocket. You, you have a map to the dam. But Kapitch looks at you and says... Before we go to the dam, can we please take him to the temple? Just so I know he's safe. We'll drop him off there, have a rest, and then we can head out in the morning. I think that's an excellent idea. Sure, why not? I could use a long rest. Sure. Hey, by the way, what do you know what this whistle thing is? The You hold it up, and the moment you hold it up, uh, Lug cowers back, scrambles back into the shed. Mm. Huh. That's weird. Pitch asks him what's wrong uh, and goes into the shed. He comes out and he says, that's a slave whistle. They use that. It sounds at a frequency that only our kind can hear. And it's it's like having your skull split open with an axe. Ooh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so, it's, so if you put that in your inventory, it's called a, a, a slave whistle. That's right. Oh. I guess I'll take the pointy thing since nobody else wants pointy things. What's the pointy? There was thing? a rune-clad light longsword. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Got Actually, a bit of a blind spot at, here. At the temple, they may be able to do an identify for you. That's what uh, Kapitch says. All right. 
and he, he says, quick, we'll go to uh, Dom Corvi, to the temple. There we will meet Buck, and he will um, he will identify the sword for you. And uh, with Lug under his arm, he heads up the street. And before you know it, you approach the sated temple of Dom Corvi, and it's actually pr- it's pronounced Dom Corvi. And it's this narrow, tall building wedged between two warehouses. And standing at the door are two sated guards dressed identically to pitch. And they tap a coded greeting with the hilts of their glaives as you approach. The doors open almost automatically as you as you get within reach. And you all feel this gust of warm, musky-smelling humid air just waft over you. And you step inside the temple... It's dim, and it takes a moment for your eyes to adjust. But when you do, you see that you're surrounded by a densely packed forest of pillars. And one might imagine that this is how it feels to walk through the coat of a dog. They're that thick. Mm. All around you hear this (laughs) kind of synchronized chorus of, of clicking and tapping before suddenly this figure drops down into the space before you and that clicking stops and there wearing a long robe the cilia around its long chin is is gray and long it looks at you and gives a courteous bow and says welcome to dung coffee tall ones i am buck please how can we help you well first is this a bag of holding <laughs> And that's where we'll end. That's all you get. That's the no, I mean, first thing. Is is this a bag of holding? Really? <laughs> because I rolled a six, but I have a feeling. No great. Oh, great flea gone. I have to ask for next time. Did you say he was a flea thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just like um, he's like a small version, sort of monkly version of Sanguinensky. Monkly version? Yeah, he's like monkish. Oh, not monkey. No, not a monkey. No, not like monkey. 